Welcome to the first edition of Truth Seekers Podcast, Truth Seekers Media Podcast, brought to you by Intelligence Media. Uh, of course, we've been a news platform for going on now almost three years. We started in 2016, but now it's time to go into podcasting. We hope uh, you'll enjoy today's episode. This is episode one of our podcast. I'm going to have guests on later in later editions. Uh, but for now, we wanted to talk about the Freemasons. Uh, I did a live broadcast on the True Seekers Media page about a week ago. And I think it was my reaction to Trump's build a wall uh, statement from the White House about building the wall. And uh, during that bod uh, broadcast, live broadcast that I did, I explained uh, the hidden secrets behind America and the founding of America and really what it all means and what's it all about, really. Uh, it does have some esoteric connections. I mean, you look at Washington, D.C., if we start off with that, we can look at the ma map there and everything going on and George Washington being a Freemason first and foremost. Uh, so there's a lot of strong arguments that the founding of America wasn't founded on Christian uh, ethics or anything or moralism or on the Bible, but more on an esoteric um, foundation and knowledge and people in search of light. And we're going to be talking about that on this uh, quick episode, this podcast. Um, not going to make it as long as I'm going to make the usual podcast since this is my first one. I'm going to make it a little bit shorter, about a half an hour today. Um, let me pull my mic here closer. I hope you guys will enjoy this podcast. I hope I can actually be a little bit more entertaining um, and that I could be entertaining. I think uh, we're going to go on a weekly regiment for this podcast, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I want to start it out. I want to start it out by talking about the Freemasons. There's a lot of mystery surrounding them and saying that they're behind the whole pyramid scheme, the Illuminati. Uh, there was at one point that the Illuminati, I mean, the Freemasons tried to infiltrate, uh, infiltrate the Illuminati which is well documented. So that might have happened, but we don't know if that's what happened for sure. We don't know if the Illuminati is even a thing anymore. It's supposedly dissolved. Adam Weishaupt di supposedly dissolved it, but he also studied uh he studied um with the Jesuits. He was a known Jesuit. If you really look it up and you look into it, uh Adam Weishaupt was a Jesuit. So we know at the time that Catholics weren't allowed to be Freemasons, and that didn't happen until um, till very recently, I believe. Gosh, it was a very recent, I want to say in the 1980s, um, that di that didn't happen, that Catholics weren't allowed to be Masons. So a lot of people say the reason why Adam Weishaupt uh, founded the Illuminati was because he was trying to get away from the Freemasons. Uh, because he was a Jesuit and he was Catholic. He was part of the whole order there. Uh, and this was the era of the Enlightenment, of course. Uh, he was born 
uh, February 6, 1748. He died uh, 18 uh, November 1830 at 82. So he lived a pretty long life. Uh, we know he did train with the Jesuits, and he founded his Masonic order in 1776, in May of 1776. And if we look at the founding of the Illuminati, and we look at what we know is that it was founded in May, and also, we also know that the founding of America just came not too long after that, about a month after that. Uh, and there's this always this uh, form of patriotism. I think it's great to be patriotic if you're an American. I really do. However, I feel that uh, there's some esoteric meaning behind patriotism that we don't necessarily understand. A lot of people say 1776 is the answer to 1984, but in fact, maybe the people in 1776 actually planned that 1984 would actually end up happening. Maybe this whole thing was schemed out by the Founding Fathers a long time ago. Now, uh, Masons are pretty popular nowadays. They're not as popular as they were. Uh, during the time of uh, the founding of Illuminati, that's when Masons kind of took a dip uh, a little bit. And they kind of gained it back in the 19th century and, and in the late 1800s. Uh, notable Freemasons that I can name on the top of my head uh, are John Wayne, of course. Our first president, supposedly our first president, George Washington. Uh, we know FDR was a great Freemason. A lot of people know him. The occultist Aleister Crowley. Uh, he was a Freemason as well. So there's just a couple there uh, that I can name off the top of my head, but there's a whole list of Freemasons. Uh, famous people who were Masons. Uh, a lot of people who were involved in government uh, have been also noted as being Freemasons. So what does m the whole Masonic thing mean? First, let's get a background before we even uh, dive into this whole theory of the Founding Fathers and the Freemasons. Uh, what are the classical Blue Lodge uh, Masonic degrees, or what it comes down to it, three degrees? Uh, we have inter-apprentice, we have fellow craft, and we have a master mason. Those are the three um, classical Blue Lodge Masonic degrees that you go to. Uh, but if we look at the beginnings of Freemason, many Masons consider Nimrod to be the free first Freemason, uh, which is a thing I want to be pr proud of because Nimrod was a pretty messed up guy, if you ask me. Uh, they also have a lot of influences from the uh, Egyptian, Babylon, Isis, o Osiris uh, kind of influences inside the Masonic uh temples and stuff like that. That's why we always see the pyramid and things like that. Uh, also, King Solomon and Hiram Abiff, the widow's son. Very important in the uh, uh, studying of Freemasonry. If we look at uh, biblical history, Hiram Abiff is supposedly he was a builder uh, of Solomon's temple, which is really interesting if you ask me. And he was in the Bible and he was building um, Solomon's temple. He's not mentioned very much in, in the Bible. I believe it's he's mentioned in First Kings and 
Let, let me go see. Let me do some research here. I know I've read the chapter. I, I can't s say which exact verse Hiram was mentioned, but supposedly this is the same Hiram who's Hiram Abiff, um, that the Masons really, 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 really um, look up to. So, yeah, it's really interesting to see Hiram um, and 1 Kings 5.2. And Solomon sent the word to Hiram. So, and King Solomon sent and brought Hiram and Tyre. Hiram had sent to the king 120 talents of gold. This is from the ESV version. Uh, while Solomon gave Hiram 2,000 cores of wheat as food for the household, uh, excuse me, 20,000 quarts of be beaten oil Solomon gave to Hiram year by year. Uh, Hiram also made the pots and shovels and the basins, so Hiram finished. So Hiram's really, uh, he's uh, he's a pretty prominent role in uh, one chapter of First Kings. I believe it's First Kings 9. And from First Kings 7, chapter 7 to First Kings 9, we could see Hiram in the Bible. So, uh, Really, in, in order to join a Masonic temple, you have to believe in God, and you have to have a birthright. Right. Um, again, if we go back to the history of the Masons, um, there's also a couple other things that I haven't uh, researched their supposed founding on is the Dysonian Artifiers. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's where they got some of their history. Uh, another historical traces are the Knights Templar in the Stonemasons Guild and the bros, uh, Brothers of the Rosy Cross. So the Rosicrucians are supposedly the Knights Templar, uh, but they believe in a Christian God, so they claim. The Knights Templar also have a huge history in Freemason uh, Masonic Order. If we look back, we could see that maybe at some point, in history, the Masons, or at the time, were actually known as the Knights Templar. That's what we believe, and that's, uh, as far as we know, that's what we think, is that they were actually known as the Knights Templar. And a brief history on the Knights Templar, if you're not aware, they were the ones who uh, supposedly were ordered by the Catholic Church to uh, protect Jerusalem from the upcoming Islamic State or the the Islamic warriors and they battled in Jerusalem and uh, for years although from the 10 hundreds to about the uh, late 13 hundreds uh, of course uh, they were ordered to be killed and burnt on the stake um, by the King of France Philip and uh, they burnt on Friday the 13th. Um, and the rest were ordered to be assassinated or killed or hung, of course. And they went into disappearance. And a lot of people think they reemerged as the Freemasons. Uh, because the Knights Templar had a lot of wealth behind them. They were powerful. At one time, they did control the uh, King of France. Uh, he owed them money but ended up getting them burnt at the stake. So I guess he won that battle. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's a brief history of the Knights Templar. Very interesting. 
many say they know where the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant is and this whole thing that they buried it somewhere. I don't know how true that is. That might be true because they uh, were uh, digging underneath uh, Solomon's temple for a long time trying to find that lost treasure treasure, uh, treasure known as the uh, Ark of the Covenant. So uh, a lot of people say that they're connected to the Freemasons. Actually, the Masons do have uh, the Order of the Knights Templar uh, as a uh, part of the Masonic degrees. Um, let's go ahead and look at the Order of the Knights Templar real quick in a brief summary for you, for the Masons. Uh, the Order of the Knights Templar... I mean, there's a lot of different Masonic organizations. The Knights Templar and Freemasonry uh, actually is uh, the full name. Uh, it's a fraternal order, order with Freemasonry. It's uh, in a regular lodge. Only required beliefs is into a supreme uh, being, just like the rest. Uh, Freemasons who profess to be in, uh, in Christianity are usually part of the the... Masonic Order of the Knights Templar. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, this is the uh, right here what I'm looking at. Let's go ahead and look this. I hate when Google does this stupid crap. I hate looking up anything on Google because it doesn't give me what I usually want. Uh, I believe it's part of the York Rite. Um, if I can see here. I would go through every single one of these uh, Masonic degrees if I had time, but right now I don't. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the highest order of the um, York Rite, which is supposedly the Christian Rite, uh, the Scottish Rite is the uh, 33rd degrees. Uh, the th All 33 degrees you can achieve through the Scottish Rite, but you can also go through the the York Rite, which I believe only has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven degrees, and the highest degree in the York Rite is actually the uh, Knights Templar um, order. So, when you get in entered as a, um, a apprentice, apparently they uh, mock the killing of Hiram Abiff, the, the one I was talking about earlier. They put a rope around your neck, they blindfold you. And they made you make you swear that uh, you won't ever, in the uh, apprentice, they said that, that you will never tell the secrets or else your throat will be cut, uh, your throat will be cut, or your tongue, tongue buried in the sands of the sea. So that's for your entered apprentice. Um, that's for the first, uh, first part of masonry. Uh, so you, if you ever reveal the secrets, uh, your tongue will be buried in the sands of the sea. In the fellow craft uh, degree, when you take an oath, it's something along the lines of your heart plucked out and placed on the highest pinnacle of the temple. So your heart is basically going to get ripped out. We're going to rip it out if you uh, tell our secrets. So that's basically what they're saying. We're going to freaking make you rip your heart out or we'll rip it out for you uh, another one is the um, master mason you you'll be disemboweled your bowels will be burnt to ashes well it sounds nasty 
So <laughs> that's just some of the stuff uh, that we'll be uh, getting more into. Uh, but on that note of the disgusting oaths, let's talk about a little bit about William Morgan. A little bit. This is just a brief summary of what the Masons do and what they really are involved in. Yet we think they are an a charitable organization. The Shriners, the charitable hospital. They're not. They're not. Okay. Uh, heck, I even, I might even want to play a freaking Shriner. Uh, commercial over my damn podcast and let's see D don't they have the Shriner Hospital commercials that come on the Shriners we're a charitable charitable organization uh huh um it's ridiculous because if we really look at uh, the history of the Shriners and the Masons there, uh, only a small percentage of that goes to charity. Why would you be... I mean, they want to be a proper organization. You know, I'm not, I'm not bashing. First of all, I know I'm ranting here. I'm going off on a little rant. But I'm not bashing the people who are Freemasons. If you want to be a Freemason, that's fine. Go ahead. Be a Freemason. I'm not bashing on all Masons by no means. I'm sure there's good people out there who are not aware of what really goes on in these lodges. Um, so, I mean, much respect for those people. Um, however, however, I, I don't think they're a charitable organization like they claim, especially the Shriners. Um, I believe Aleister Crowley was a Shriner. And if I put this on a video, um, we'll show Aleister Crowley, the great occultist, supposedly great. Um, he was talking to demons and all kinds of stuff. I mean, he wore the Illuminati pyramid on top of his stupid funky hat. Um, he has multiple pictures where he's, uh, he's in his Masonic gear and everything. He, he was a 33rd degree Mason. And it's clear to see that the occult has some kind of connection. If you don't want to connect the occult, there is a, a, a definite connection. I mean, we look at Aleister Crowley. There's a picture right here. And he's in Masonic gear. He's in Masonic... Uh, he's all decked out, okay? And we look at this, and these people cannot continue to deny that there's not a connection with the occult and with the... Masons, you can't deny it anymore. I mean, they they think they're a Christian organization. They're not. They're their own religion. I mean, I don't want to get upset uh, to the point where I'm ranting here. I mean, we're trying to talk about history in a podcast, but I mean, I want this is a truth seekers podcast. This is the truth. I'm not going to give you some BS. Um, so there's a connection. You want to make another connection. Um, let's look at a, a guy who was freaking admired, um, by the Masonic community with his book, Morals and Dogma, Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike. This guy also, not only was he a, uh, really great 
Mason, supposedly. But he did. He was one of the founders of the KKK, the racist organization. Um, in his book, he dedicated, in a chapter, mentioned his book, uh, researching Lucifer. Actually, no, that's not right. Uh, Albert Pike actually uh, said that Lucifer is the morning star. Uh, he said. Um, Lucifer, the son of the morning star, it is who he who bears light with the splendors and intolerable blinds, feeble and sensation or selfish souls. Doubt it not, for traditions are full of divine revelation. Uh, and he also mentions Plato and Philo. So there's another connection to the occult. I mean, a Satanist, Luciferian uh, doctrine. That's to me. Uh, the way it looks to me is that's what Pike is trying to get through here. Is that there is some kind of connection to the occult uh, and to New Age teaching. Uh, it, if you read the book that I mentioned in my live broadcast, Founders, uh, Founding Fathers and Secret Societies, uh, there's a clear illustration that says that these guys are trying to get a, on a esoteric higher level consciousness they're trying to advance themselves and really be these just uh crazy spirituality so it's not just a fraternal organization i don't know why people say this it's a religious organization very religious uh they always have their um i believe uh, let me let me cover that later but let's go on about albert pike a little bit more Albert Pike, Morals and Dogma. Um, also, Manly P. Hall. Um, really, another well-known Freemason who Alex Jones supposedly used to expose. And one of his reporters, uh, Millie Weaver, made a video actually citing that Manly P. Hall wasn't as bad as people thought. But in fact, he was part of a Luciferian doctrine. If you read some of his uh, book, uh, The Secret Destiny of America, it really explains the founding, founding fathers and the, and the secret destiny and what really why America was founded, uh, the esoteric meaning behind it. Manly P. Hall once said, to live in a world without becoming aware of the meaning of the world is like wandering about in a great library without touching the books. That is kind of true. Manly P. Hall... Um, he was right in that. Uh, not that I endorse anything he does, because I do think that he uh, ha had really a lot of occult connections too. Manly P. Hall was very weird, very very strange looking. Almost looks like Harry Houdini, in my opinion. Um, so we look at him, and we look at the two most uh, notable people in Freemasonry, Manly P. Hall and Albert Pike. Um, And they're really just crazy. They're uh, they're insane. Sorry for the dead air. With their occult connections, I mean, why do people deny uh, the occult connections? And they always put their uh, Masonic lodges to the north because of the fact that they uh, they want to worship the northern star. Uh, 
there's a whole list of Masonic organizations we can go on. Uh, but the Masons really need to be exposed for what they really are. If we look at the connections between uh, what we see now, the Mason signs are all around us. Um, look at Facebook's uh, logo, for instance. A lot of people say that they can't see the resemblance, and I've been sharing this on our page for years and years and years. Uh, but if you look up this uh, Masonic symbol, just look up Facebook Masonic symbol and you will see something that looks exactly like the Facebook logo. Okay, so you could say, oh, that's a coincidence. Now, let's look up what does the logo of, uh, let's see here, Google. Google Gmail. Look at Gmail. And you're not going to see the connections between the uh, apron that these masons wear and Gmail. I mean, that looks pretty pretty similar to me. We could see the symbolisms, uh, symbolism all over. We see it in Washington, D.C., the way it was um, set up. We also see it on the back of our dollar bill. I mean, you have to be an idiot not to see it. And that wasn't. And people say, "Well, that was that, that wasn't our founding founding fathers that introduced that the great seal on the back of the dollar bill. That didn't happen till later." Well, guess what? That's true. Okay, but just so happens the man who introduced this was FDR. FDR is. A, you look it up. You can see him in his Masonic gear. And guess who introduced the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill, the great seal, the phoenix on the d back of the dollar bill that's supposedly supposed to be the eagle, uh, the whole Novus thing thing, <laughs> Novus Secularis, you know, New World Order. Um, th that was amazing who introduced that. I mean, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, just to name a few Masonic uh, organizations, as I was going to name before, Prince Hall Freemasonry which is, uh, of course, the Freemasonry for the African-American community because back in the day when Albert Pike, a racist son of a bitch like him, excuse my language, couldn't, uh, um, he didn't allow um, blacks in a Masonic organization, so they went and said, screw it, we're going to found our own. Uh, Prince Hall Freemasonry is for African-Americans, uh, there's the Scottish Rite, there's a bunch of Masonic bodies, Order of the Eastern Star, another connection to the occult. Their, um, logo is basically a pentagram. If you look up the upside down pentagram, theirs looks exactly the same. You have the, uh, Rainbow Order Fraternity for Girls, uh, that's for young women, kind of weird in a little bit. Uh, the Order of the Knight, the Royal Order of Scotland, Order of the Saint. Uh, there, there's so many. It goes on and on and on. Uh, the Supreme Council, the Scottish Rite. So our two main, um, two main paths are the Scottish Rite and the York Rite, as I was saying earlier. And usually when a Mason wants to know if he's another Mason, they do uh, a number of handshakes. And... They also will say, are you a traveling man? What that means is, are you traveling through the degrees of masonry? Um, as I said, the secret handshakes are probably the most important uh, to identify another mason. 
a lot of times they will wear uh, rings or necklaces that have the Masonic compass on there. And um, a lot of people say that uh, the, um, the G for Masonry will either um, represent geometry or it represents God. But some people say it represents genitalia, uh, pers uh, perverted worship of the fallacy of the phallic um, movement uh, and basically that's what the obelisk and the Washington Monument is it's a worship of the male genitalia which is kind of weird so I mean they they're into some weird stuff obviously that's where they weigh where their apron to um, so these are just some introductory things to what the Masonic order plays into the scheme of the whole uh, new world order uh, and you know, Masons will come on here and they'll come on this, uh, I would love to have a Mason on the podcast, on the podcast so I can debate him, but they'll come in and they will say, Hey, what you're saying is not true. You're a liar. You're lying. This is not what happens. You know nothing about Masonry. So why don't you tell me about Masonry? Well, I can't reveal the secret. So how am I wrong? Really? Um, it's crazy. This whole Masonic order, the whole thing is crazy. Uh, very interesting, very dark, very twisted. Um, it, it gets my blood boiling sometimes to hear these people that say we don't have any occult connections. Um, that's not necessarily true. I, I don't think the Masons are any kind of uh, men's organization, fraternal organization. I, in fact, think they're their own religion. They're in search of light. And what did Albert Pike identify? He identified Lucifer as light. Therefore, they're in search of Lucifer. Could they be? Uh, I mean, they worship the morning star. Uh, they, Their Masonic lodges are pointed to the morning star. Uh, in, in essence, it could be very uh, much so uh, star worship or uh, a.k.a. sun worship. That's why the Egyptians um, worship the sun so much, their sun god, and supposedly Lucifer was a sun god, and that's what he uh, represents to them. So, just looking at the Masonic history is crazy. This whole thing's mind blowing. Um, the deeper you get into it, you look up Masonic whistleblowers, you look up the whole thing. And a lot of times, sometimes these whistleblowers will be former Masons, okay? For instance, um, you could have a Mason, a thirty former 33rd degree Mason, telling you that he's blowing the whistle, but he's actually just trying to divert from what is really going on in the Masonic temples. Uh, they only reveal so much of the truth. It's almost like having a double agent or a controlled opposition. Controlled opposition is a great uh, episodes too, uh, episode two. I might actually do that. Um and discuss the possibility of controlled opposition. Uh, Alex Jones. Um, so, uh, yeah, Alex Jones. A lot of people say Alex Jones controlled opposition. Mark Dice. Guys like that. That might be the next episode. Might be a very good episode. Uh, kind of looking at the evidence, the pros and the cons of it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of in the middle of the whole thing. I'm still researching what Alex Jones really is. Could it be controlled opposition? Is he Bill Hicks? I don't know. Is he Bill Hicks? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, 
So we'll have to see about everything, see how it all goes down, see how it rolls out. Uh, there's probably going to be a part to this episode. I don't know when I'm going to do it, if I'll do it next episode or uh, following after that. But anyways, this is Daniel Chico. Thank you for joining me on this first podcast about the Freemasons, the Truth Seekers podcast, conspiracy slash news podcast. We'll get into more later. Controlled Opposition might be the next episode. Or I might surprise you with something else that I pull out of my head. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining me. This is your host of the Truth Seekers podcast. I'm Daniel Chico. This is brought to you by Intelligence Media. And I am signing off. Until next week's podcast, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe um, to us on iTunes. It's Truth Seekers media podcast or true seekers podcast uh also don't forget to like us at intelligence media on facebook.com also intel media usa uh for our twitter also hit us up on instagram which i believe give me one second here so i could check what our handle on instagram is our handle is intelligence media usa on instagram so go ahead and follow us there and we'll see you later i'm daniel chico again signing off thanks for joining us